Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. If you're loving what you're hearing on the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, go out and tell two friends today about the show. Show them how easy it is to subscribe. The show publishes daily, seven days a week, and can be heard on more than 20 different platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you're likely to find the Real Estate Espresso Podcast. Go spread the love around. Why keep all this goodness to yourself? On today's show, we're talking about what you can do if you own a short-term rental, or perhaps a portfolio of short-term rentals. Short-term rentals, like hotels, and most of the hospitality industry are suffering deeply in this era of social isolation. You might be used to a high nightly rate, similar to what hotels are accustomed to getting. On average, this revenue stream is higher than the traditional monthly unfurnished lease. But today, very few people are traveling to take vacations. Only essential travel is being permitted, and that means unless you have a medical reason for travel, or perhaps repatriation to your home country, there's really no reason to travel. Upon return from outside the country, all citizens must undergo a mandatory 14-day quarantine. Sometimes, you have to self-isolate for 14 days even between regions in the same country. A quarantine in the same home together with others who have not traveled defeats the purpose. And so here's the problem. Hotels are closed, and many communities have instituted rules that restrict short-term rentals to happening only in owner-occupied properties. For example, you might have a spare bedroom or maybe an in-law suite. Well, that's a problem because if you want to self-isolate and you want to use a short-term rental for isolating possibly infected people, it doesn't work. Where would someone who must quarantine stay? Where would someone who's potentially been exposed to COVID-19 stay in isolation? Well, locally, healthcare workers who are on the front line of the COVID-19 epidemic need a place to temporarily call home without putting their families at risk. To that end, the folks at Airbnb are looking to provide accommodations for healthcare workers who need a temporary place to stay. They've agreed to waive their fees for the first 100,000 bookings that match healthcare workers with a place to stay. Hosts can put their homes into the program, either at full price, a reduced price, or in some cases for free. The thinking is that any revenue is better than the alternative, which is zero at the moment. The people at Airbnb have put together a comprehensive cleaning checklist for your cleaning staff. They've also assembled a recommended list of amenities that might be difficult for guests to source during this time of social lockdown. The enhanced list of amenities includes all the basics someone might need for daily living. There needs to be enough towels, linens, pillows for each guest, and the kitchen needs to be properly equipped with plates and dishes and cookware. Everything that you might need for cooking should be on hand. Make sure you've got ample supply of paper products. And when it comes to cleaning, make sure your guests know about your enhanced cleaning routine. The cleaning staff also deserve a longer unit turnover period due to the long shelf life of the virus on surfaces. That's for their safety as well as for the safety of future guests. Guests will want to know about the additional steps you're taking to reduce the spread of infection. So it's a good idea to mention your enhanced cleaning routine in your listing description. And if you do, be careful about the words you choose. It's okay to say that you're taking extra steps to disinfect the space, but you can't make an unsubstantiated claim like your space is COVID-free. Now is not the time to be trying to squeeze out every last dollar of every booking. It's the time to get anyone to stay at your property, even at a reduced rent, to try and cover your expenses. If your property is located in a dense area where there's a COVID-19 cluster, you may want to consider self-isolating to another location. This is where there's some conflicting constraints. They need to be balanced. The risk of infection is clearly lower in a lower density environment. Perhaps isolation at a vacation property that's far from the city center is the best place to ride this out. On the other hand, 
Healthcare in a rural location is not well equipped to handle acute infections. Public health officials have been advising the population not to go far away from the best equipped facilities. That's a risk decision that every person needs to make for themselves. Where's going to be the best place to self-isolate during this period of social isolation? Another use of vacation homes is to protect more vulnerable family members. Let's say you've got a family member working at a grocery store. They're interacting with the public on a daily basis, and they're definitely at higher risk of coming into contact with COVID-19 by virtue of being exposed to more people during the pandemic. Let's say you've got someone else in the home who is elderly or perhaps immune compromised. You want to make sure that the vulnerable family member and the at-risk family member don't cross paths during this pandemic. Isolating vulnerable family members into a second location can be a very practical way of protecting them. All of these uses for short-term rentals can fulfill a very real need during this time of social need. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.